here we are again with the Progress of the Unity podcast, and you've got myself, Barry, Paul. Evening, Barry. Greg. Hi. Rob. Hello, Barry. Dan. Right, Bazza. How you doing? All right, as usual. Cheer for tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've got Gareth. Good evening. Good evening, Gareth. If you don't mind tonight, Gareth, I'd, I'd like to start with you because uh, <laughs> what, you didn't go to the game on Saturday, did you? Sadly, no, I didn't. No. Why not? Um, I had a wedding to go oh, to. Oh, Gareth. Um, Put your phone down. I really, really tried my best to get out of it, but sadly, I, I had to miss. Oh, I can't believe that. And it was one of the best games we've played all season. I won't go to get into that yet, but... Well... Who oh, got married, can we ask? It's a friend of the missus. The missus. Oh, yeah, it will be one it, not a friend of yours, yeah. No, no, no. yeah. I tried them to get it to get them to change the date yeah. of the wedding, but... Is it a church, do you? Uh, no. No? No. No, that's all right, isn't it? I don't know, I don't mean that in any, <laughs> any non-religious way, but I mean, <laughs> the thing is with the church too, you're stuck in church for an hour and you can't keep up to date with the football, that's what I was meaning. Mm. No, I sat there watching the phone, watching the text commentary on the phone from yeah. uh, Sky Sports, uh, yeah. lots of people were asking me, what's the score, what's the score? Ironically, I was sat next to an Everton fan. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So, were they disappointed for a little while then, and a bit Until cheery? Until the 18th, 7th minute, they were disappointed, were they? and then they were... Quite Un- unbearable, I should imagine. Mm-hmm. I should imagine. Oh, right. So, any more weddings planned for this season? No. That's it. That's the one. That's it. Done. I've been married twice. Neither of which. One was out of season, so it was June, and the other one was midweek. So, I just avoided football season at all costs. What about you, Paula? When you got married? When I got married, I'm not married. Are you not? No. That's the way to go, isn't it? Greg, what about you when you got married? That's too young to be married. <laughs> That's the way to go, Rob. I'm not married yet, but I definitely won't get married in the football season. Absolutely not. <laughs> not Damn. Ever. Same here. Right, so it's just muggings then. When you got married, Gareth, I'm what, not married either. Are you not? So there's only me married, and I've been married twice. <laughs> Something not right here. It's like wedding cake. Oh, anyway, right then. We better move on, aren't we? Paul, what did you make of Saturday? What was the score, first of all? Everton 2, well, Latics 2, Everton 2, weren't it? Yeah. Good game? Yeah, most, like you say, the best game of the season. Um, I came off feeling that we'd been a bit hard done to, with a bit of reflection and watching a few replays. It, I, I think it was probably about even Stevens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, happy with the point. Happy. Been happy with the point going into the game, so happy with the point after it. Right, yeah, for school, great. Yeah, it was taken very well once again. They were linking up well, those two, wasn't it? I know the second one was probably better for a strike partnership, but yeah, I thought he took it well. Yeah. Corny. You heard offside? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you know what? He's got to be there, he's put it in. Yeah. It's a good ball in as well, obviously, and uh, right place, right time. A little bit a little bit offside, but it's one of those where we accept it because it's one of those, you know, saving itself up from other decisions we've not got, I suppose. Yeah, well, I mean, the first 10 minutes, I mean, it was scored, what was it, 10, or 11, 10 minutes it was when yeah, it came on. Yeah, it was 70 seconds we had it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we haven't been in, I didn't think we'd, we'd started that brightly, to be honest. It was, uh, I'm not saying it was against a runner player, but it, it, there's nothing, it, to me it came out of nowhere. Yeah, no, it did, it did. I thought we picked it up, I know obviously they scored, but after that I thought we had pretty much dominated the rest of the second half. Took the second goal brilliantly, it was very, once again, J.R. and Ellington, I thought it, you know, Corny bursting down the right, just making a mug of Eitinger who was rightly taken off by Moyes and you know I think second half I think that change probably killed it there on that right hand side for us Coney couldn't really 
do much with this down there. But um, no, I was very pleased that first half. I thought it was the best 45 minutes since last season. Mm. The goal, Rob. What do you make of that then? Well, from where I was sat, it was a bit of a weird one. Because at first I thought the cross come shot, I couldn't really make out where it was. And it somehow sneaked in, I think, behind Figueroa. And Jelovic has sneaked in. Uh, but that's what he does. He's just like a ghost at the far post, wasn't he? And he, he beat Ali Abza, which I thought he probably should have done a little bit better. Yeah, he's, he's had to star jump, Tally, didn't he? he was like, and yeah, I think he had to make himself bigger and he's headed it down and he's not going to be able to stop it, is it? It's yeah. his legs, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, se- how long were we in the front for? Se- 72 70. seconds, I believe it was. Yeah. What did you make of it, Dan? What, what about the, uh, the goal that put us in front? The, yeah, the Santo goal. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty much a carbon copy of the goal against Stoke, with uh, Coney and De Santo linking up. You know, um, Coney receiving it in the opposition half, powering it forward, wasting the chance, kind of but not really. Took it to the byline, crossed it to Santo, puts it away, cracking finish. Mm, cracking finish. Do you think Essinger thought that Coney might be letting it run out for a corner? Because he, he, he slowed right down Essinger, didn't he? And, uh, and Coney just seemed to pause for a second and then he burst. And uh, he, like, he scored it back for his, his mate who was rushing yeah, in. There was an element of that. And I think he paid the price for his uh, decision on that, didn't he? Yeah, for his hesitation, yeah. He was subbed. That to me is Coney, and I know I've mentioned it before composure. It, it, it looks as though he's half a yard quicker in his head. He, he knows where Eitinger's going to go. He knows what he's going to do. He's looked up. He's picked his man. So that there you go. Have some of that. Mm-hmm. A side-footed finish as well, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Blasted into the roof of the net. Yeah, so we trudge off at half-time. Gareth, two one in front. And uh, second half. We come on, it was a little bit different second half. We, I thought we played excellently for staff like that. Paul said we were brilliant and, and, and Greg as well. But the second half, we seemed to be a little deeper, a little deeper. And what did you make of the second half, what you've seen of it? Exactly what you said, we were a little deeper, but Hunter are a very good team, aren't they? Mm. You know, we can't. I think if someone had asked me at 2.30, would you take 2.2? I wouldn't have I was disappointed in the end because obviously we were in the lead until very late in the game. But, all things equal, I say, yeah. Draw was a fair result, and against a good Everton team, we've done very well. Yeah. Did you think it was a penalty? I think it was building that way. They had a lot of uh, appeals, hadn't they? Well, yeah, I I thought it was a case of ask, ask, and ask again, and they shall receive, because the more they were asking, the closer they were getting to getting one. But, to be truthful, I think it probably was. You can uh, take your pick what you've given it for, can't you? Well, I was going to say that, so why was the penalty given? At the growing, I thought it was for yeah, well, Caldwell. Or, no, or, I, I, I think like, Yellowvich has been over. his almost enemy there. I think there was connection, but he's just gone down like a sack of spurs. Was it each of it? Oh yeah, oh that one. Sorry, I'm on about that. I thought you were on about that one. But they had two or three penalty claims. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was on about the one that they didn't get given. So I'm saying I could see it building, and if you could have a predictor penalty coming, it was then, and you knew he was going to score it as well. But I thought it was Caldwell. But when you see watching again a close up on the replays, you see an inch of it actually pulled Caldwell down. It was a foil on Caldwell. But the Morales, I did. I thought he weren't touched. He was definitely going down before Figgy got near him. I think if you dive in like that, but like, you know, yeah. think you with three minutes left. It, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he shouldn't have done it, he had to do it, you know. If, yeah. if, if, otherwise, he'd have been through on goal, wouldn't he? So 
might have no go at him. You, you could just tell it was coming the way they were building the pressure, the good luck like that everything. I think also the problem with that is they score later on and they equalise and you end up disappointed, don't you, and frustrated when you're leaving. So rather than, like I say, being a very good point against a very good side, you come off like kicking your heels because you feel we've dropped two points, which I don't know if we have. Mm. But again, I mean, I think we've all said it, there were some really standout performances and I just wonder if we could just talk about one or two of them. Uh, oh, I, I think this, one of my standout performances was um, Fellaini's forearm smashes that he was attempting. <laughs> you know, I, for me, that was he didn't use his elbow, but he used his arm and he had intent behind it. He was going for his man. Violent conduct. Off you go, something. I disagree. With that. I yeah. agree with Roberto on this one. I, but I was sat right in front of it, and when I saw it, I thought elbow, red card. You watch the replay, and I think the rest got it spot on. I don't think there was much intent there. I think he was intending to shield the ball. I don't think he was intending to go for the man. However, I do think he should have been sent off for that attempted stamp. Uh, and then there was about three other buckable offences he got away with. So I'm not saying he shouldn't have been sent off. Just for that incident for me, I think he got it spot on with the yellow card. It was reckless, but I don't think it was violent conduct for me. Uh, Martin has said as much as well afterwards. And when I was going home and I heard he'd said it, I, you know, I thought, you've got to be joking, it was an elbow. But. I'm with Greg on the attempted stamp because it seems that at times that I was the only person who saw it and everyone I mentioned it to says, Oh, what was that? They'll talk about the elbow, but... Our players knew what they were doing. Yeah. They were brilliant with him. You know, whether it was Martinez, Jones, whoever's told him, get in his head, get up close to him, he hates it, and he does. And he's likely to lash out. He can't play... You know, Yellowish didn't come play. He was, you know, we marked him out of the game. There's two or three people on him every time. Wind him up. And they were doing that. They were doing nothing wrong. A bit of niggling. Um, and he was the one pushing, obviously, in that corner. The build-up, he was the one who pushed Caldwell. He did nothing wrong. He was just stood next to him, wound him up. And then he's just gone too far and he's stamped out and uh, the rest missed it. I thought he's, he's an excellent player though, isn't he? Oh, it's yeah. It's, it's good to watch. Big unit, isn't he? Did you say, oh, I'm sorry, Gareth, you were so wedding, <laughs> <wasn't you>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not keep mentioning this. Football though. first, I watched. Football first. Football second by all accounts, not first. <laughs> Otherwise, you're doing the. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. Sorry. What do you think of Corny on Saturday, Gareth? Well, I've got you. I thought he was outstanding. Yeah. Uh, as has been mentioned earlier um, by someone, I forget which one, I think it was Greg, said uh, it could be the next Ellington Roberts partnership, the Corny, the Santor partnership. It seems to be doing very well. Yes, he mm. held the ball up well. Cracking pass for the DeSanto goal. Very good. I thought he run uh, Ettinger and Mary Nance in the first half as well. He couldn't cope, could I? Did, did, did you know that, Rob? I did. Uh, like, so it, as it's already been mentioned, Artinger was dragged off, wasn't he, at half-time, just couldn't cope with his pace, with his intelligent running, uh, like, it's tremendous, uh, he got, made the first goal's offside, but like it's already been said, you've got to stick him away, and for the second goal, he's just terrorised the defence, he knows De Santos arriving late in the back box, cuts it back, smashes it in, it's a tremendous goal, great link-up play, and it boards well for the coming month. So what do you make of De Santos then? Santos, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he, he's not fully fit yet, and they've admitted the clubs admitted that. And uh, but yeah. tremendous, tremendous performance. I thought. Well, considering that, that was a cracking comeback start, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. I think he came off in about the 60th, 70th minute, round about that time. 80th. Yeah. <laughs> round about. <laughs> well, I thought because I did the stats on Saturday, and I thought it was. It felt to me like it was seventy minutes, but when I've, I've checked the stats, it was. It, I think it was eighty-two minutes. It, it came off on. Oh yeah. Well, I was very surprised at that. He saw a bit less of the ball in the second half, but I think in general Wigan did see less of the ball because 
got the statistics here. Right. They say that Everton had 54 54% of the possession. That's something that surprised me actually. Yeah. Dan, uh, I think I think Everton had slightly more attempts on goal than wasn't they? Only one or two efforts. Was that? That's right. Everton had 17 attempts and seven on target, whereas Wigan had 11 attempts, three on target. A little bit of a negative here for me. Start with you, Rob, on this one. Oh, right side again. It seems like every week it's a bit unfair on Boyce, but you know he's been ungrateful. He's right. Not entirely his own, all his faults. I think he's lacking in support on that side, but we do seem particularly weak. And, and people, I've heard people say Figueroa's at fault with goals because they've been scored on our left, but the balls coming across are all coming from our right. I think it's blatantly obvious to me that Boyce is not the player he was 18 months ago for me definitely not uh, I do agree with he's been ungrateful to a little bit I mean if you go back to when Burns hit the post in the first half he should have been out better because you know he's, he's been doubled up on this Pienaar and Burns you know trying to play the one twos and whatever on the edge of the box Boyce can't deal with two on his own and I think Corner should have probably tracked back once or twice. That's only criti- criticism of Corner on Saturday. From once or twice, he let Burns go and should have probably gone with him. That's something what we've definitely got to be looking at doing in the coming weeks. Boyce, for me, is gone. I think his time will be coming to an end soon. Do you think it's because Corner is not he's not a ra- he's not a winger, is he? He's a he's a striker. No, but I think if you look at John Borsy's yard, he tracks ba- back very well on the other side. So mm-hmm. I think it's something what he's got to adapt to his game. If we are going to be playing him out on that right hand side, it's mm-hmm. something he's got to do. It's it's not something that he he liked doing as being a forward player, but it's a necessity for us to, for this system to work and to mm-hmm. to not concede goals and not be exposed on that right and so And what do you think of that Dan? Do you think uh, you know, are we laying the blame at Boyce's feet or are we saying perhaps he's just not the player to, to, to play in that position, he's, he's like a square pegging around all sorts of thing. There's what? a little bit of that because when he started out at Wigan he was more of a central defender wasn't he and he's been trained to play that sort of midfield, right midfield role. Now he's lost a little bit of pace I do think that maybe it's time for him to drop back a little bit. I like Boyce, to be honest. I know there's a lot of criticism of Boyce, but, but I do like Boyce, I do, I must say. Um, has he set up a partnership with Ramis? Figueroa and Borsajor have been playing together on the left, if you will, now for quite some time, and I think they've got more of an understanding than possibly Boyce and Ramis have got on the right-hand side. That's a good point, actually, because uh, you see both as you're dropping in for, for Figgy, don't you, when Figgy goes marauding up the left. What do you think, Paul? Mm, I think we tend, like you say, Figgy going marauding up the left. We go marauding up the left a lot more than we go marauding up the right. And I think that leaves, because you're pushing forward on the left, that leaves your defence dropping to the left slightly. So you, you're going to see Boyce dropping in more to a natural right-back, which means it's, it's deeper... Yeah. at the point when the opposition picks the ball off us and starts to come forward mm-hmm. mm. yeah, yeah I, th- I think our principal a good point there you know I think you know, has that connection been made yet I don't mm-hmm. know especially towards the end of the game you know I, I didn't think Boyce was that bad first half you know I don't think he did much wrong second half it just seemed to tie for me and I don't think I don't think it was anything other than that I know he's not been at his best in a couple of games but I, 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 I still think he's got a lot more in him he's a, he's a very good player and he's he's 
he's not that old yet. I think he's got a lot more to give. And he's a lot younger than me. It'd, yeah, <laughs> it'd, it'd be my choice at the moment, right back. You really would. I won't. I won't. I won't. Well, I think, I think I'm not. We don't want to come down too heavy on him. I mean, that's the thing. But it, it, it's, is it the side of that pitch? Is it without picking out individual players? Are we weak down that side? Well, I, th- I think obviously as well. There's you know Moses played a lot on the right last year. I know he switched from left to right, and he did. You know, I know there's times he, he was a bit lazy and he stayed up at the top of the field, but he did track back in him and Boise. Seems to get on well with each other, they know each other's game, you know, whether that's the problem, I don't know. The other thing with Moses, he had the threat too, didn't they? So the the, uh, the attacking left back or the left sided midfield player was a, a lot less likely to, to go barnstorming ahead, knowing that they yeah. have to get back to deal with somebody with the pace of Moses. Again, and I think another thing you've got to remember as well, bringing Saturday's game into account, is look who Boyce was up against. Yeah, absolutely. Le- Le- Baines, yeah. one oh. of the best left backs yeah. in the world. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I think he is, I really do think yeah. he is. Well, it's not just Leighton Baines, is it? It's a partnership you have with Pienaar as well. Yeah. 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 Although I do think Pienaar and Osman didn't. I know people said Pienaar came into his own in the second half. I thought he was still quite poor from what he can be. Like him and Osman didn't really do too much for Everton, but no, Baines was amazing going forward. You know. <laughs> well, Paul said, didn't he? He, yeah. he, when I asked him who was his man of the match, thinking a lot of players, he just said Leighton Baines straight away without hesitation. And his, uh, mm. his yellow card was one of the biggest <laughs> jokes I've ever seen in my life. At a there, were a f- yeah. there were a few like that though, weren't there? There was three for me which weren't looking. So there was um, Maloney's to start, which yeah. I, I, don't, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd only just say it was a foul. Um, I'm going to be controversial and say Yelovich's. And... Um, Baines is obviously Yelovich yeah. won the one where he backed into Ramis uh, I, I pointed to the ball next to me and I said something's coming here you can tell they were lining up and I said something's coming here they're niggling at each other and Ramis I just <laughs> you know, knew he was coming and uh, I'm not well, it's unbalanced because he jumped straight back up Ramis he didn't yeah. make a meal of it no did no it? he didn't he didn't yeah. I thought it was very harsh and he was just coming together and he's yeah. dropped to the floor yeah. and I think the referee's just seen it and he's thought he's through, just, through the corner of his eyes he's got into him. he's yeah. not they've just come together it's a contact sport and yeah. just, you're going to book people for things like that Greg is a press man, as we know. Now, in Moyes' post-match press interview, the first thing he come out with, and what I'd like you to do is translate this into something we can understand. All right. He said, I think it's pretty easy to do, but he said, I think, this is David Moyes, by the way, in a Scottish accent, that <laughs> wins in horrible Scottish accent he's got. Good manager, though. And this is what he said. I think Roberto did a good job over the last few days, making sure that the referee gave them what was required. He's bleated on about how they're done by he's been, and now what's what's happened today, they've got the decisions. Right, so... So I chose like that anyway. Yeah, so is he saying saying then that Latics have have had an armour where that referee was concerned? So even though they've been awarded a penalty, it's amazing. How you, it's amazing how you, you know, one white line between two managers can, you know, give you a completely different viewpoint of a game. And we've seen it, you know, with fans as well. You just see it from a different, you know, perspective altogether. He'll have seen with the, the Fellaini example is a great example. We think he should have been sent off. I know quite a few Everton fans. There's loads in Wigan. You know, you can't move from him instantly. You know, all they bleat on about is. Um, uh, your players were disgusting with you know, Fellaini they're in his face all the time and that's what Moisel is saying you do see it through your rose tinted glasses and I'm not going to go in for that I can understand it I look at his side and say, yeah we were in his face but we're not doing anything wrong with being in his face I mean I don't know if he's pointing at any decisions in particular um, well the guarded statements though weren't they I mean that's a guarded statement I mean, so yeah well it's the implied bias that 
cost Roberto 10 grand last week. Yeah, that's a good point, that. If anybody from the FA is listening. Yeah. It's not as obvious as Roberto. Well, that's why I asked you, Greg, to translate <laughs> it for us. Yeah. You get cut through the bullshit. No, Roberto doesn't need to. You, can, you don't need to cut through his anymore. He just uh, goes straight through it and he tells it how it is, doesn't he? Yeah, that's how it should be. He, he came out with a quite a diplomatic statement, didn't he, post-game? Saying, I've seen them red, I've seen them yellow, and it's up to the ref. Something along those lines. I was like, yeah, translate that to he should have been walking straight yeah. away. I still thought he was a winching, he's a winching get, Moyes, isn't he? I mean, his face just winds you up. He's the next Alex Ferguson, isn't he? As soon as Ferguson's his boot, he's in, he's made, he's still made for it. Say to the nice though, you look at the two managers who are in front of us, because sitting in the West just behind them, you've got Moyes and you've got Martinez, the two safest managers behind Ferguson in the Premier League. I'd say they're even safer than than Wenger, but because they, they're set in the club, and that's what Moyes is, he knows that he can't do any wrong with Everton. Um, I don't mind him. I think he's whinging. He's oh yeah, he's, I mean, not, he's not a Wenger. Well, uh, again, in, in, from an opposition point of view, isn't it? You know, like like oh, you yeah. say. But if he was our manager, we'd, we'd be made, you know chuffed a bit. I mean, you, oh, you, you're watching. They claim for everything. Managers, you know, Roberto's yeah. no different. It's what you do. You got to be in the fourth official. You feel Neville style like he's in the ref. So yeah, yeah. I think I'd accuse Moyes of uh, lacking ambition. Stay, staying at Everton, not expected to win anything. You know, top eight sort of finish, we'll see him right. And uh, I think it's about time he's got to, you know, prove himself again to move on to a, maybe a bigger or better job. I think it is. It, has anyone come up though? I don't know if many's come up with Maybe the Spurs one. Yeah, the summer. Spurs one, that's, but, uh, that's what I was thinking. Well, apparently they just went straight for AVB, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he will do. I think he's probably hanging out for the United job. Yeah, he's been. There are whispers that he's been here, Mark, aren't there, for, for the United job? But. I think if it, I think if the first person United board are going to go to when they want to get a new manager, is who's, no, it's, when they're going to ask who's to get, they're going to ask Ferguson, and Ferguson will say Moyes. And obviously, I think you brought up a point off that. I think they'll want Mourinho. So yeah. there's a few names in that hat. I think Moyes is one of them, and he knows he is. So he's got to try and make a name for himself, really. I think so. Winging Everton, Winging Everton managers, and. Uh, Gareth, just come to you now. You, 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 I like Speaking of winching. Speaking of winching. <laughs> yeah. You do not like that wedding, would you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of winching. So, you got, so you picked up on a bit of a worrying trend, haven't you? Slightly worrying yeah. trend, yes. And what's that then? Well, we've played four home games this season and managed to concede two goals on four occasions against Chelsea, Fulham, Stoke and Everton. Slightly worrying trend, considering at the end of last season we managed to keep Manchester United, Newcastle and Stoke clean sheets. Mm. No mean achievement. I don't know, are we playing a, a, a more expansive game? Are we more open now than what we was at the end of last season? You know, are, are, we, are we playing like a more open... Because we've got the two strikers, like the two out-and-out strikers in DeSanto and Corny, and is that leaving us a little bit, not short in midfield, but... Is, is is are we setting up slightly? We are, we are setting up slightly different, aren't we? And we, you know, we're more more expansive, so we're going to get attacked. I've tried. To, I've tried to think of why we're we're slow at the start and why we're so good at the end. And I just don't think there's any science to it. I just don't know. I genuinely cannot give you a reason why we are so good at the end of the season. I don't think we've been poor at the start of the season. I just don't think we've been, you know, maybe not clinical enough. We've been a bit unlucky and. Not got the points we deserve, but again, this is there was the same last year. You know, I, I don't understand it. Mm. You can look at it how many different ways you want it. You can get all your expert pundits and look at it. You know, and I just don't think there's any sort of science to it. We just 
just that one extra element, isn't it? I mean, the teams are coming at us a bit more. You know, look at Everton towards back in the last season. Was it one? One was it? When, yeah, drew to him anyway. You know, it's, it was a very different Everton side to the one we played. You know, I thought yesterday. I thought yesterday, especially in the second half, they come at you a bit more. Whereas last year, they kind of, you know, back off. It depends if you've got something to play for. You know, especially Newcastle, we're batting at four 0 they, they knew they were. They knew where they were finished that year. They knew they were finishing where they were at the, at the time. And, uh, as a start of this season, everyone wants to get off to a good start. So, mm. yeah, plus the, as well, when we really needed the points back in the last season, we probably raised our game, oh an yeah. extra couple of percent, which have no doubt will contribute to it. Well, I think like Greg's alluding to there, all the other teams have got more to play for, so they're raising the game a little bit. Yeah. But what you've got to remember in that is there was teams that had everything to play for, yeah. even championships. That just couldn't get off the ground against us. And again, that's not just showed how good we were. Mm. The back in the season showed how good we can play. Mm. You know, we, we, we're getting close to that, I think, on Saturday in patches as well. You know, my mate, this United fan, he said that's mm. when they when they played us that game. There was a couple of mistakes from, but he he didn't think United were particularly terrible. And he just said, "I thought we give them just the better side." Ferguson said it as well. So mm -hmm. we can do it. <laughs> you just got to put your heads to it. We played Everton, the game you were referring to there, we played Everton on the 4th of February 2012, we drew one apiece, we just come off the back of seven defeats, mm. and oh, that was the, stopped, didn't we? it was a stopper, yeah. and we kicked on from there, yeah. I was just wondering, and we had, we, we did play brilliant that night, but we played okay, didn't we, we was the better team, I just wonder if there's any, any, any analogy with, with this sat last Saturday yeah. as well, is this going to be the, like a turning point in this season? You know, it's a similar sort of thing. We've stopped a mini rot, because it was worrying, wasn't it, when you're going to run yeah. a defeat, obviously it does get worrying. And are we going to, is this the turning point? Are we going to see ourselves, you know, going up? Mm. It's, um, we're coming off the back of international break again, though. That's the problem, yeah. It was Swansea again last year, if you remember. We yeah. off the back of international yeah. break, and Roberto Fury's <laughs> guess how many players have they got? We've got a few Welsh lads, um, you know, and then they're big players. Like to meet you, he's not going anywhere neither. The spare team mm. is it? So you know they've not got that many going away. Whereas you look at our lads who were going away, playing till Wednesday. Um, sounds like I'm making excuses already, no. but we've had eleven players out this, it's, this time. It's a tough. It's, it's going to be a tough game next yeah. week, and you know you just hope these international breaks you know don't stop you before you get going. Really. Yeah. So worrying trend, but we're not worried. Is that is that what we're saying? No, well, not at all. I mean, next two two home games against West Ham, West Brom. Yeah, I would certainly like to sort of set out to make clean sheets. Clean sheets and six points, I'd say. Both of those two. Yeah. yeah, I know West Brom, Brom are playing well, but they're a good side, West Brom. They're a very, very good side. Yeah, I rate, I rate them, and I rate Steve Clark as a manager. I always thought he was a good coach. So, you know, we should. I think we should be beating West Ham. I don't. I don't think. Still don't think they're a great side. I don't. I know people think they're brilliant and. It's not me being biased because I don't like him. I just think I just don't think they're as good as everyone makes. I don't think anybody in this room thinks they're brilliant, do they? No. Yeah. Had a good start to the season, though, haven't they? Yeah. Even if I did, I won't say. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a very, very good manager who likes to play football. <laughs> in the sky. You've been on the diplomat's course, haven't you? Because <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned there about the international break, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's coming up. We have 11 players out this week on international breaks, and two of our players are going to cover more than 32,000 miles between them. Jean Borsagier and uh, 
Maynard Figueroa, a ball fox to South, Central and South America. Figures playing away at Panama, and then is the tour in Honduras where they face Canada. And we've got John Bozichur, who's coming off the back of like a, a quite a niggling injury, isn't he? Mm -hmm. um, he's playing Ecuador, so they're going to play be playing at altitude. And then they've got Argentina down down in Chile, which is uh, it's a fair bit of travelling. That it's a fair bit of travelling. I'll just quickly run through who else is out. We've got Corner uh, for the Ivory Coast. They're playing against Senegal. Ali uh, played played this week already behind a closed door friendly, and they've got Jordan in a World Cup qualifier. Miace, he's doing a little European tour with the rest of the guys from uh, Japan. They've got France and Brazil, who are going to play in Poland, they're two friendlies. We've got Colwell, Maloney and MacArthur, they're playing for Scotland and they're away at Wales and at Belgium. We've also got two under 21s, but I'll talk about them in a minute. So we've got a good chunk of, of our regular team there, away, uh, are we playing at, you know, majority of them are playing two games as well. Is it going to have some effect, Dan? I think it probably will. The laws of averages say that Eventually, you're going to get somebody crocked in the midweek internationals. Yeah. But hopefully, it won't happen. No. Even if it doesn't, they're going to be shattered when they get back, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, Roberto also talks about about Figgy being knackered, doesn't say coming back, get arrives back in Manchester late Friday night. That's no good if you're playing in Swansea on Saturday morning, is it? You know. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, I was going to sort that one out. What's your thoughts on it, Rob? Well. Like say Figueroa is getting back at that time, it will he start Alcaraz, possibly? Is he not fit? Will he not be back for that game? No, I'll touch and go. I'd be very surprised. If, yeah. it, if they have to use him, they'll probably use him, but I think he's, um, I think he's one of those, I think he might leave him for a couple of weeks if he can afford to. Yeah, but they're, they are, they're a real pain, the uh, old international breaks, and we know what sort of performance we normally produce straight after them, and that's probably due to Obviously, poor match preparation with all the squad not being together, preparing for the game. Uh, doubled up with all the mileage our lads are clocking up yeah. in comparison with the other teams. I mean, Greg's already highlighted Swansea's better players are not going to be on international duty. Better prepared for the game, probably not carrying any knocks or small injuries mm. in comparison to us. Again, it's a worrying fixture when yeah. I look at it, but hopefully we can get three points from it. Do you, uh, Gareth, do you think it might give the chance for any any of our fringe players? Do you think to uh, perhaps get a start in, in the game? Well, if Figueroa's sort of tired when he comes back from international duty, maybe Dave Jones might be an option. Then we can't underestimate as well. Sorry, is that um, <coughs> the amount of time that Swansea are going to have to prepare for the game between themselves, analysing us? Fair players are only getting back at the back end of the next week. How much are they going to be looking at Swansea? I'm sure Roberto will probably send them away with the homework and stuff like that. But you know, certain players in the way Swansea play, you know. But we're only going to have so much time to actually prepare for them as a squad um, individually. I'm sure they'll all be thinking about it, the professionals, aren't they? But you know, Swansea will have a lot of their players there next week, building up and getting ready for Wigan, and they know what they're expecting. Can I just say this shows how far Wigan Athletic have come as a football club. Five years ago we wouldn't have been talking like this. No, so many internationals away. It shows how good we are now. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. An interesting point to make on the reserves is that we, the reserve team, the, sorry, the under-21s team played crew on Monday and 
Five he didn't play, obviously. We know what's going on in international duty. But neither McManaman or Baselli played, which they had been doing in the previous games. So I don't know if that's suggesting something. So, internationals, are we excited about the international week coming up? <laughs> we're exactly as excited as we were about the last one. Right. Is anybody going to be watching any? I'm going to watch it, but all purely just because I love football, not, not because, and there'll be nothing else on telly. That's so, the only reason. So, are you going to be watching? I'm good, I'll probably plump for the Scotland game because right. of our lads. Like, it's yeah. club before country all day long, isn't it? So, right. yeah, I'll go for Scotland. Right. Be, sorry, Dan. I'll be watching the England game because right. I always watch the England games, even though I'm more of a Wigan Athletic fan. I still watch the England games. We've got uh, San Marino, haven't we? Yeah, hopefully Leighton Baines will be playing in that. Mm-hmm. Tom Cleverley. Mm. Two Lassics connections there. All this, all this nonsense with Ashley Cole and the Twitter. He was probably in line to captain the side because he's under cap, isn't it? Is that this week or is it next week? The second game, I can't remember which it, one. The Poland one, was it? It was, it, uh, it was one of the next two going to be. Yeah, it's, 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 it'll be his 99th against San Marino. Right, so it's next Paul, week. But yeah, yeah. No, he won't. I think they pretty much said he's not going to be captain. And I think he'll get his. I don't think we'll see Baines unless he comes on as a sub, but. <laughs> he's a decent footballer, but he's an horrible fellow. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought he was hilarious myself. Yeah. I can I can understand his anger as well. He's just he just reacts like a child. There's just no thinking. I I can just imagine the head of media just having his head in his hands when he heard that. Because <laughs> yeah. apparently as well, I don't know how true this is, but I heard it at the time that um, he actually put it up in the middle of a Roberto Divertino press conference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And obviously yeah. the journals all had the smartphones yeah. out, seeing it come up, and one of them's asked him, and he's. And then he looked around. I've, I've, I've not seen the actual. That was on Sky. That. was just writing at the deep end. It's just brilliant. It's just absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I, I found it hilarious. And if I didn't take any disrespect to it at all, I can understand why he was annoyed. But it's just the way you'd expect a child to react, like a disobedient kid, just no self, you know, restraint or anything, just straight to Twitter. Gareth, are you going to be watching any uh, football? Have you got any weddings or no <laughs> weddings? <laughs> no weddings this weekend. Uh, Hopefully, this weekend will be a weekend of football. I'll be watching the Scotland game to yeah. see the Wigan lads. Right. Hopefully, they can uh, do us proud. Mm. So, are you going to watch any? Uh, I might watch the, the Scotland Wales game. But I'm not, I'll probably watch the England game if there's no tells on. Uh, Greg? I'll watch the Scotland Wales game. Mm. Uh, you know, it depends. Yeah, if, if it's on, it's on. If, if I'm doing something, I'm doing something. It's not like Latics where I build my day around Latics. I'll, you know, if it fits into my day, I'll, I'll stick it on. It's yeah. international football. Friday night, isn't it? It's, in yeah. The problem I've got is uh, the wife, Sky Plus, is the old special of Emmerdale, so Jeez. I'll be watching that. So I can't even I was a wedding. <laughs> 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 she doesn't really. I've only said it to try and make Gareth feel a little bit better. <laughs> Guy was going to score brownie points by letting her watch Coronation Street, oh. but they're taking that off for it. Rather watch Corrie than England. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's it for this uh, episode of the Progress of Unity podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back next Wednesday, next Thursday. So it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from us. him. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Progress with Unity podcast with me, Daniel. Barry's over here. Barry's over here.
So yeah, bollocks do that, don't we? Go on, go again. Go on, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> is it a podcast? I don't want to take all the introductions. Oh, yeah, it will be one it, not a friend of yours, yeah. Yeah. I tried him too. Yeah, no, it did, it did. But after, you know, I think after that, we, we, you know, obviously they scored, but then after they, they scored. Hello, Paul. I'm all right. Do you want me to put you on the speaker so, so you can join in with the podcast? What a tit! He knows where I've been for it. Wonderful. It's Greg who's saying you're a tit, by the way, not me. <laughs> where for it, Kendrick? Eh? There's not some fun editing there. Yeah, I'm here. Are you? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're on the podcast. It's, uh, yeah, it's running. Yeah, special guest. <laughs> I just said before we started. Okay. Uh, uh. Oh. Yeah, so as he's just text you, has it? Yeah, uh, he's a bugger, isn't he? I told we have a no we have a no phones policy because <laughs> we get the old if we get the phones out. Right. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great, wouldn't it? But and now ring us halfway through again, Paul. We enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> great idea, that, Paul. <laughs> do, do you want me to text you after? Yeah, give Kurt a text when you know. Yeah, well, right, ring Paul. it don't work. We'll bang up window. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>